What time is it? It's time for the One Life Podcast. What time is it? It's time for the One Life Podcast. Let's go. every day and we talk about everything that pertains to life we are the show that is fun transparent but above all we are necessary it is your girl cc Eccles. thank you guys for joining us welcome to all of our lifetime listeners welcome back and to all of our new listeners so happy to have you guys joining us on today like us on facebook go ahead right now like us on facebook and follow us on Instagram and guys I'm just so excited about today we got a we got a nice show um, for you guys on today listen did you guys enjoy last week's show last week we talked about are you under surveillance and I appreciate everybody um, I appreciate you guys feedback I appreciate all of it thank you we give God praise amen and amen if you have not had an opportunity to listen or check out um, last week's show, um, one thing you don't want to do is think you know what a show is going to be about based on the title. I do that on purpose. <laughs> but if you have not had an opportunity to check out last week's show, then you might want to check it out, okay? Um, I believe that it'll be a blessing to you. Also, and you can just do it whatever platform that you're currently listening to me on right now just search and it should be the next one after this one and just enjoy it just 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 allow god to minister to you and just enjoy that particular episode okay all right i think i'm going to bring back something new uh i did it about two years ago where every month i did something new well I want to challenge you guys to do something new. Life is meant to be enjoyed, y'all. And it's just so important that we get out here and experience life. I never went to the Beltline, you know, here in the, in the Georgia. I know you guys are listening to me from all over the world. But here in Georgia, they have this thing called the Beltline. And it's a long walk trail. People were out riding their bicycles, skateboard skates. And it was just really, really fun. So I had an opportunity to do that this weekend. And a couple of other things that um, it was just truly something new. And I want you guys, if it's something you've never done before, don't have to be expensive because the belt line didn't cost anything but gas. Do something that you've never done before. It makes life exciting. It gives you something to look forward to. And I believe it'll be a blessing to you, okay? So this week's double feature it's going to be this week's show and last week's show. Okay. That's going to be this week's double feature. It's going to be, are you under surveillance and this week's show? So guys, 
you don't want to go nowhere. You don't want to miss today's show. We got some very special guests here with us on today. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Back in a moment. And we are back. We are back. Today, we have some very special guests with us. Um, I'm very excited. Very, very, very excited. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Kingdom Courtship. Our first guest is an evangelist, an intercessor, a praise and worship leader, a minister of the gospel, licensed and ordained elder, gospel recording artist, and has been cast in several plays. In 2018 and 2019, she was chosen by David and Pamela Mann as the 2019 Gospel Superstar winner for the Essence Festivals of New York. I mean, I'm sorry, of New Orleans. Please join me in welcoming Stephanie Renee. Woo-hoo! Hey, Stephanie. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm I'm really excited to be on tonight with you. Thank you so much for the invitation uh, to be a guest. And I, I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Oh, it's going to be good and it's going to be fun. Now, <laughs> we got another guest. He is a minister, ordained elder, currently attending Charles Harrison Mason Seminary for his Masters of Divinity. He works for the Georgia Public Defenders Counselor and works for many outreach programs, such as Next Level Boys Academy, the Black Man Lab, and the Ladders Vocational Program. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Mark Fortson. Woo! Hey, Mark. Hey, I hear the vibrato. Come on, I hear you. Hey, I hear you. Don't start no stuff and it won't be none. I, I hear that good old uh, Baptist slash non-denominational vibrato. Come on. How you doing, Mr. Mark? Listen, I can't complain. God is good. Too blessed to be stressed because misery loves guests. You feel me? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a good show. Uh-oh. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> Today, um, thank you guys, first of all, for, for being on the show. I, I wanted to do a show with couples because for the past, I think, two years, we've been on air now for about three years. We're celebrating our third year anniversary praise the lord thank you thank you stephanie thank you guys for the past two years we've always had married couples and it's always good to have married couples where they can share their ideas their thoughts their experiences but this year i heard from the listeners and they wanted some couples that were single that were dating so i said i wanted to do a show um called kingdom courtship because we know that dating is, is not mentioned in the Bible. Courtship isn't either. But when you're getting to know a person, you're going to have to get to know them. And you're going to have to collect data. Amen. Right. So, <laughs> the truth is, so kingdom courtship is when two people who chooses to honor God instead of having a relationship based on the world's standards. 
because we both know that there, you know, you can read as many books as you want to, but it's still going to be the Holy Ghost that teach you, you know, mm-hmm. and give God praise for that. Now, as I was reading you guys' bio, you both the preacher's kids. And um, <laughs> I know your parents, Stephanie. I don't know your parents, Mark. But do you find that you guys, because we just going to get to it because I have a feeling this is going to be a long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you both are preacher's kids. Do you find that there have been challenges um, because you guys are leaders in the church and because you both are preacher's kids? Do you feel that you guys are under more scrutiny because you're guys, you, you guys are dating publicly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here laughing while you was asking that. I'm like, man, that's our whole lives are under a microscope. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, you know, mm-hmm. especially now. It now it may differ because you know Stephanie is a is a woman and I'm a man, and so the standards may be different, but the scrutiny is the same. Okay. You know, and and a lot of times as, as PKs people set these standards or they set these particular expectations for us that they don't even put on themselves or their own mm-hmm. children, on their own mm-hmm. children you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, I yeah, do. It's, so yeah it's, it's crazy you know? okay yeah I would say um, you know I, I totally agree and I also would say especially being a woman in ministry um over the last, well, several years <laughs> since I, you know, came into my adult life uh, for the most part and, you know, just trying to date and then uh, still be in ministry, uh, it's, it's complex because, again, people do look at you when you're under a certain limelight. Um, they, you know, they kind of scrutinize, judge, you know, every move that you make. Um, I remember in times past, and I don't often post, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, a, uh, when it came to, you know, my dating life, I didn't post often, but there were a couple of guys that I've dated in the past and, you know, I posted. And as soon as I posted, it was like, I mean, my inboxes were going off, like, <laughs> who is this? And, you know, don't be careful, be mindful and don't be giving up your goods. I mean, just all type of things. I mean, I was like, well, in my thirties. But and I, I remember it. that. I yeah. remember that. And I, and I get it. I do get it. Um, because I, in one, in one sense, I appreciate the concern and the care that people have for me. And then in the other sense, it's like, well, wow, like you know, I'm grown. And then also, I'm not, you know, oblivious or I'm not naive. You know, uh, I have some level of, you know, like you said, discernment and insight. Um, to know, you know, how I should navigate. And so it's it's one of those things. And then I think too, just again. And, and I'm not trying to make it a biased thing, but being a woman in ministry, I think sometimes we may be judged even a little harsher, you know, um, when you're trying to date, um, you know, people will kind of already have these preconceived ideas about, you know, what, who um, you should be with and, you know, how, you know, you should navigate your life. And so it, it definitely can have its challenges. <laughs> so why do you think that there is a difference um, with the scrutiny with the man versus a woman? Mm, um, well, you know, being realistic, 
for the most part, you know, down throughout the years, we've often seen, um, again, the bias that a lot of times women in ministry go through. First of all, it's been, we're, we're still grappling with the, you know, the ideas and the concepts that women should even be, you know, in ministry sports, preachers and evangelists and things of that sort. So that's one aspect of it. You're trying to navigate through just being, you know, accepting your call and walking in your call um, for people judging you regarding that. And then... When it comes to dating, you know, I guess in the sense women, we're typically the ones who are kind of judged more uh, as far as like, you know, if making sure you don't get pregnant out of wedlock or, you know, just things of that sort. It's like, you know, you have more of the evidence that can be seen um, right. versus men. You know, men can kind of navigate a little bit different, you know, can kind of, you know, cover things up versus versus you know women sometimes and not to say that women can't date and you know be discreet and things of that sort but it's just i don't know it's just that bias there that that just kind of sticks out a little bit more when it comes to women um and i just feel like it's so many different uh layers to it um that just causes it to be a challenge at times yeah i get it i, I do get it so mark yes ma'am how did you and stephanie meet i mean did you see this beautiful young lady and you went like whoa man like yeah i really <laughs> need to get to know this one right chill so how'd y'all meet we met on christianmingle.com um views about that i no. mean i have my own opinion about it but how did you how do you guys feel about the, the um online dating I mean, online dating is what it is. I mean, if it, it works, is what it is. Yeah. Now we didn't we didn't meet online. I'm just playing. But funny story though. Yeah. Funny funny story. So we didn't meet on ChristianMingle.com because we've been knowing each other for some years, but we just okay. we just we just wasn't in the same circle. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like we knew of mm -hmm. each other. Okay. But I remember what was it? Uh, a few years ago, mm -hmm. I remember I was at home and I was recovering from uh, from a surgery. And so I was at home one day and I was bored. And so I made a I made a profile on Christian Mingle. And yeah. a few days later, you know, it'll send you a notification saying, hey, you know, somebody checked out your profile. And it was Stephanie. And it was Stephanie. I mean, <laughs> stalking me. Oh my God. That is sweating not, me. You know what I'm saying? That is not the I'm like, okay, then. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I know, right? I'm talking about sweating me, shouting. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was in your DMs. You know, but, I, but so what happened was I laughed about it, and I screenshotted it, and I, I inboxed her. And I was and I was like, hey, you know, look like Christian Mingle done said we're a good match. Now, this was years ago, like pre-pandemic. Okay. And it's like, this was 2018, 19, 2019. So, and we still wasn't on each other's radar, but like I said, we knew each other. And so I, I inboxed her on Facebook the screenshot. And I was like, Christian Mingle said, we a good match. And, and That's what it was. It wasn't that I was checking out his profile because it, it sent me the same thing. Message, I'm trying to cover it up. I'm if, not. If you were checking, I believe you, Mark. That's who I believe. <laughs> you, hey, look, I'm like, if you were looking, you were looking. Come on in. Baby. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I, I'll let him tell the story that he wants to believe. Whatever, man. Listen, but anyway, so fast forward to, 
2020, was it 2023? Two. Yeah. Uh, when you start the podcast? You start the podcast. 23, yeah. So, so fast forward to 2023, early 2023, she had hit me up. Now, we ain't really spoke. Like, you know, I might say something on Facebook or whatever, might comment or like a pic, but we ain't really had no conversation for real, for real. And um, <laughs> so, but she hit me up out the blue and was like, hey, I'm starting this podcast. And I thought you would be cool to get on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm always putting silly stuff on Facebook. You ever, you know, check, don't tell me. I'm looking that. forward to talking about that too later in the show. I'm really looking forward to talking about that. You yeah, know? But, but anyway, long story short, we started doing the podcast together and, <laughs> and somewhere in there, you know, we kind of started feigning an interest in each other. But okay. I think, you know, we, I didn't, but I always felt like I wasn't the type of guy she would be you know, she would be uh, drawn to or whatever, because, you know, I'm 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 churchy, but I ain't churchy. You feel me? <laughs> you know I feel you. You, you are just who you are. You're the man that God created you to be, and I love it. Right, right. And I, I thought she wanted some kind of pastor, evangelist, <laughs> like, you know, like, one. you know, I, I thought she wanted one of them, you know, like one of them real good churches. But let me say this. I think, I think character is more important than title right yeah. because so many people have the title mark and not the character trust me i know yeah. <laughs> you know and, and i <laughs> and i think stephanie and I, I ain't trying to put words in your mouth stephanie mm-hmm. but i believe that she's more concerned about the character of a man more so than the title absolutely definitely. absolutely yeah so i yeah. so I, I didn't think she would go for a guy like me because like i said i'm Sometimes I can be a little rough around the edges. I'm, I still, I still stay claim to my hood. You know, I still represent <laughs> East Point, Southwest Atlanta. And I have to tell you about this. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you said, it's character, and then, and also, yeah. it's, and also, it's chemistry. Mm. And, and me and me. And I Steph, love that. Right, and so it's not only character, but it's chemistry. And Stephanie and I, we forged a really good chemistry when we was on the podcast, and so. Um, so it just everything just kind of fell into place, you know. I was honest with her, she was honest with me, we was transparent with each other about how we felt and uh and where we are or where we were in life at that time. Mm-hmm. And it just everything just fell into place. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So so now, my, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you go ahead, Stephanie. Now I was just gonna give my little spin on it. So everything he said is pretty much correct. <laughs> friend of ours um believe it or not marcus well of course you've already uh spoke about it in his bio but he is an elder and his dad is a prominent his parents are prominent ministers uh in atlanta whatever he's kojic he's a kojic boy come on <laughs> and um and so so mark is very well versed when it comes to church you know that's the thing about it, it he's got this hood country you know flair but he's very you know intelligent educated and all those different things and i think I love those are the Hello? It's for his character, but we met five or six years ago. And, um, yes, can you hear us? Hello? Yes, I can hear you fine there. You kind of went out. I can hear you. Okay. And so, um, 
And so we met, I had to see, he had to speak. And um, I believe he sent me a friend request on Facebook and it just kind of like, you know, we just stayed mutual. I, I didn't even see him in person anymore after that for years. I think I saw him one other time. Um, I had to sing at another church and then his church had the, they were the guests, his dad was the guest um, speaker at the uh, service. And that was it. But for some reason I was starting this podcast and I don't know why I used to see little things that he would post and he's very comical and um, he can be controversial at times with some of his, <laughs> his perspective. But I liked it because I was like, as I was creating this podcast, I wanted someone, I knew that he's, you know, he can articulate well and he can speak. Right, and right. Um, I wanted a male, I wanted a male presence. I wanted, you know, someone that could speak to the men or whatever. I just didn't want to be one dimensional. And so one day, I mean, his, his name just popped to my mind and I was like, I don't even know him like that. I don't even know if he would be willing and it wasn't on a I like him type of thing because like I said we weren't on each other's radar like that and um and at the time I was you know dating someone else and trying to navigate through that and mm-hmm. I think he had you know he had other love interests going on <laughs> wait a minute let's let's let's, let's, let's quantify that let's quantify. I had interests and so but you know like you said from there just like interacting and engaging with each other on there i kind of started let later on i started thinking like hmm like mark might actually be a pretty good guy you know just from hearing his heart and hearing how he would share and then we um the group we kind of started hanging out a couple of times and i, I just kind of started seeing his personality and i was like you know what i was like i think he might be a good guy and we kind of was we was kind of forced to put it out there uh <laughs> some of the other guests some of the other uh the other team uh members that's on with us uh kind of put it out there and my sister in particular like Mark, you like the host, don't you, of this show? And it just like, and it kind of forced us to put it out there, yeah, and to kind of explore the option. And and from there, it just kind of it it grew organically. The relationship between us grew organically. It wasn't anything forced. Like you said, the chemistry has been there, and and we just start seeing so much of the so many things that we have in common, you know. So I love it. I mean, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I want to now talk about baggage. I know you just said that you was in a relationship. Mark was in a previous relationship at one time. Um, We all have had baggage. We all have had hurts. I know God knows I've had my share of hurts, (laughs) disappointments (laughs) in relationships. Come on, somebody. Um, But when we're talking about kingdom courtship, how do you handle baggage and and hurt you know let's say for instance if one of you had um a really really painful relationship and now you guys are trying to bridge the gap and come together as a couple how do you navigate and deal with the other person's baggage Lord, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of patience okay okay that's patience. fair like you said it, it, it takes patience and it really it really does being in tune with the spirit and being in tune with the Holy Ghost and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, just just how, cause, cause as people, as human beings, un- unless you have been formally trained to deal with that stuff, like a therapist or something like that, we're not, we're not built to handle other people's baggage like that because mm-hmm. we don't, cause we don't understand it. You know, so, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so with, uh, with Steph and I, we, we've been having conversations even before we went out on our first date 
we had these long, extensive conversations over the phone. And like I said, we was we always been transparent with each other. Mm-hmm. And so when we laid our cards out on the table like that, it just allowed us to govern ourselves accordingly with each other and everything. You know, and she's like, you know, she has things that she asked me to be patient with her about. I got some things that I asked her, hey, give me a little grace with this. But the thing is, if you're willing to make the adjustment and if if you're willing to put in that work for the other person, it makes makes the journey that much easier. Mm. You know, but it's a decision though. It's a decision. You can love a person and you can care about them, but you got to stand up and make the, the decision like, hey, this is what I'm gonna do, or whatever right. for the, for this person, and they got to make that same decision. So, yeah, I mean that's but that's how you do it. You really got to be in tune with the spirit because we ain't got patience like that, man. Like I said, I'm I'm 44, Stephanie, about to be 40, and when you get when you get to this stage in life, listen, I ain't got time to be trying to hold your hand through all your traumas and all your tricks. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you take grace. Right, you take a lot of grace. I ain't got, I ain't got time to navigate all your triggers and all your trauma and all that. Man, we like time ain't on our side like that. We ain't 25 <laughs> no more. You know, we ain't even 35. We, we, I'm middle aged. Stephanie about to be middle aged. <laughs> Listen, we got work to do. Well, I, <laughs> I, I will say, I will say this, and being very transparent. And as far as, you know, like you were saying, some of that baggage for me, uh, one of my biggest issues uh, has been trust. Um, I grew up, so I grew up in a family of, it's, it's all girls. My dad had all girls and my dad came from a survival mindset. So my dad instilled in us as women survival mindset and learning how to be tough and learning how to go out here and get it because one of the things he didn't want, he didn't want us to be, you know, weak-minded, easily to fall for victim to anything. And so he taught us to be strong, to be independent, to to be able to navigate. And so um, for most of my life, or especially since I've been an adult, it's been Stephanie's world. It's been me navigating my own, you know, being my own boss, you know, making moves, handling my own business, things of that sort. And so it's like over the years when I have dealt in relationships. Um, and then one of the biggest things I'll I go back, one of the biggest things, you know, I think my dad taught us and just what we learned um, as a coping mechanism is to not trust people like that. Like you don't give people the benefit of the doubt. You let people earn your, tr- uh, uh, earn your trust. And so mm-hmm. I grew up and sometimes you don't really see, you know, how um, some of those things are affecting you until you start kind of, again, engaging in relationships and kind of having that mirror before you, seeing how you go through life and you don't really, you know, you kind of always have this wall of protection up and that follows you even in relationships. And so, and then when you get in certain relationships and, you know, people, um, you know, they, 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 uh, what's the word, um, they lose your trust or they, or they, you know, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Basically, they kind of like step over your trust or they or they, you know, do something or whatever that where you can't trust them, then mm-hmm. it, you know, it it makes it hard. And so you even that wall that's been up, it becomes even bigger and even stronger. And so when you do finally get in a relationship with someone who's really being intentional about you and who really making the effort to show you, like, hey, I'm not that guy. 
it's a process and so it's it a process to tear, yeah it's a process in tearing down that wall and so for me and mark one of those things that sometimes you can think you're over something or you're healed or whatever and not realize you know that you're still grappling with some of those issues and so just you know really being transparent one of the biggest things that we have been navigating through is me um breaking down that wall and being able to trust him First of all, as a man of God, as a man of honor, as a man of integrity, and he's, you know, shown me nothing but that. But sometimes your mm -hmm. mind, you can, you know, certain things can trigger you. Like, oh, this is just like a, like the last person. Oh, I got. Oh, you know. I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, and I, I think it's more with women that deals with that stuff more so than men because we're so emotional, and Ooh, you know, yes, we yeah. love, we love. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I feel like men can kind of bounce back whereas women are a little bit more protective of their hearts mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely that's just that's just real yeah. her, now her nickname, I, is, I, her nickname donald trump because she put up a wall you hear me <laughs> <laughs> i'm like donald tear this wall down so we can we can move forward but one of the things one of the things i <laughs> Donald Trump, I ain't too laughing. Wait a minute. <laughs> one of the things, though, I can say that really one of the things that I can honestly say that really helped. And, you know, in the beginning, you know, it was this. I, it, 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 it took a moment. It took a moment, and, right. you know, but the conversations, and I think this is really big, um, and I've always been a person, you know, uh, that believe wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly in this. Communication is key, and you have to have two uh, willing people that's willing to be open and honest with each other and confront the issues head on and not, you know, revert back or re retreat from each other, but really work towards, you know, finding the solution. And one of the things I can appreciate him for is he would often, you know, give me the reassurance that I need, um, you know, and just let me know, like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to be a, a part of your healing process. And, you know, and when I start seeing how transparent and how vulnerable he was it allowed those walls you know slowly but surely you know to come down um he started showing he didn't have anything to hide you know he gave me his passcode to his God, phone man. and all these type of things you know and it wasn't something i asked for he freely did it and it was like he started showing me like hey i'm just as vulnerable as you and you don't have to feel like you have to protect yourself against me i'm you know like i am I am legitimately who I said I am. And that's been a huge part of my healing journey in a relationship, knowing that, okay, I'm, you know, I'm with someone who does not have intentions to hurt me, you know, but he wants to walk this process out with me. And that's been big for us. I know giving you that password was probably um, <laughs> big for him too. And it's not that he has anything to hide, but a lot of men just don't do that. So yeah. I think that that is very, very honorable. You know what I'm saying? Because people just don't do that. And, yeah. and man, hats off to you for real, for real, because as women, you do go through a lot of emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. And when you find somebody it's important that they are patient with you and not just patient, but be consistently mm -hmm. patient with you until you get to where, you know, you feel comfortable in that relationship where the trust has, has been built to a place where you're like, okay, we good now. And it takes time. It okay. does. It, it takes time. Now I want to talk about, um, you know, I like to, I like to listen to talk shows and I like to listen to DL Hughley and, there was an episode on D.L. Hughley. Um, 
the radio show or whatever. And he had this lady who I think she called in or something. And she was saying how she cooks for her husband. And not only does she cooks for her husband, but she also fixes his plate. She runs his bath water. Mm. And people were really, really giving this woman a hard time. And they were like, you know, he better fix his own plate. <laughs> um, share your views. Share your views about that particular topic. <laughs> Who would you like and to we being first? transparent because, you know, that's what this show is about. So we being transparent. No okay. right or wrong answer. I require a hot meal <laughs> when I walk into the house. <laughs> My, 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 my water temperature better be at a toasted Every couple is different. Me and Steph was actually talking about this last night, and mm -hmm. uh, because we, we she had asked me about premarital counseling, and oh, so, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. That's gonna be so. Go okay, ahead. Okay, well, I, I'm not gonna go deep into it, but I yeah, was just don't yeah, about don't. How, how certain certain things apply to certain couples because no two couples are alike, and so no no two relationships are alike, and so if that's what if that's people's uh, perspective or disposition or whatever it is like yeah you know well, I ain't you know I ain't got to fix my man nothing or if a man feel like with you know I require my woman have my food ready if that's you then do you homie you know what I'm saying it's all good but I understand the woman that I'm with I understand that she's very busy she's she has a tight schedule uh, I love she's it. all over, like she's she you know so her ministry is taking off and I told her that uh, 2024 is going to be an, uh, a year where it's going to overtake her, you know. So I'm just I'm I'm just glad I got a front row seat for it. Oh, right. <laughs> so I so I understand the, the 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 type of woman that I have and and the life that she lives and the schedule that she has. So I don't put no type of expectations on her. Anything that she does for me, any nice gesture that she does. She literally does it out of the kindness of her heart. We're gonna talk like, about that too. <laughs> like for real, for real. So, like I say, if 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 that's if that's their thing, then do you. But with us, have with, with our work schedules and with our ministry schedules and with our community schedules, it's like everything that we do for each other. It is solely and purely and primarily out of the kindness. Of our hearts and the, and and the love that we have for each other. Very and that's, good. It's and, not and an expectation. It's just something you want to do. It's not exactly. that it's required. Right. Is because you you just truly want to be a blessing to that person. Absolutely, yeah. That's 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 the only reason we do things for each other. It is purely and solely out of out of love and honor for each other. Straight up. And I think I think too when you do have a love for your person, you are intentional about making them a priority, even even though they may not have that expectation on you. And that's one of the things I do appreciate about Mark is because coming into this relationship again, he does come from a background where his parents, you know, are prominent pastors. His mother was an evangelist. They travel, you know, um, they had a jurisdiction in Barbados, mm -hmm. still does, you know. So he understood and have seen how that, you know, with the dynamics of marriage and ministry you know how 
parent, his parents navigated. I've also had the opportunity to see my parents do the same thing. And so it really takes a teamwork and it takes an effort on each person's part. But I think one of the things very early on, and, and we haven't been dating super long, but again, it's just like God just kind of it's just been an organic, um, you know, relationship and everything, how God has just been unfolding. It has been beautiful. But one of the things that, um, he mentioned how he appreciated is I remember when we first started dating or whatever, and it was a really busy ministry month for me. Actually, those first couple of months were really, really (laughs) busy for me, but I was intentional about making sure that he knew that he still was a priority for me. And so it was one day during the week that I had, you know, like a free day and, um, you know, I was cooking dinner and, um, he just happens to be have a free day as well. Cause he does a lot in his church and things. And, um, one of his engagements was canceled and we were on the phone and I was like, I had already knew that I was going to prepare dinner that day. And I was like, Hey, do you want to come over? I'm going to cook dinner. And that just really like, you know, it was surprising to him, but you know, very appre- he was very appreciative because it's like, I know your schedule is busy. I know you have a lot going on, but you made me a priority. And so I think, again, even though the, your person may not put those type of expectations on you, if you truly love them, you will be willing and intentional to make them a priority so that they never feel neglected. Because one thing you don't want, and I know we're not married yet, but you know, um, you know, we're looking into that for our future, is that you never want to neglect marriage over ministry, you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and so you have to be intentional about your person and and just making sure I think when two people come in, in a relationship with the with the mindset, I'm gonna give my all, you know, do what I can to, you know, make this relationship be what it needs to be and not be selfish, you know, but consider your person, consider your partner, whatever. I think it it helps for, it makes it a healthy relationship. I love it. And Mark um, got a ticket on his way to church. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I got a ticket. I was lost to the Saints. Uh, You were just having a moment. But Stephanie, you took this brother out to dinner. You took him to a comedy show to make him feel better. As a man, Mark, tell me what that meant to you. Oh, man, if I could have got down on one knee then, I would have. (laughs) I did it right there, but I was in my good suit that day. I couldn't. (laughs) I I was in my good first Sunday suit. I couldn't do it then, but... That was, <laughs> but that that entire gesture, <laughs> that entire gesture, like for real, man. I I try to be a G butt man, like for real. But that kind of melted my heart, like for real. She was like, "We're gonna take you out," and she was like, "We're gonna go out to dinner." And we went to uh, BQE and a little lounge mm-hmm. out there on uh, what was it, uh, Auburn Avenue, mm-hmm. Edgewood, or something like that. But mm-hmm. like that downtown and. We had a wonderful dinner and they had a comedy show going on. And so, and I, I love comedy shows. I do. I love to laugh. And so, really? two, right. And so, she, so the two things I love to do the most, which is eat and laugh, <laughs> she, she combined them and took me out to a nice spot. Oh. And I just, that made my entire week, man, like for real. So, um, so I, I was good after that. And I just I love really, that. Yeah. And I saw her heart, man. Like it really allows me to see her heart and like say her intentionality, man. And it because I, I ain't gonna front. Like I always had a hard time accepting things from women. Mm. You know, because my pops always taught me, he was like, you know, you be a man, you don't take nothing off no woman. You feel me? Like, 
<laughs> you don't take money. You don't take money from no woman, and then you don't and you don't let no woman take care of you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you, you, you always. If you the man, then you have to assume responsibility and fiscal responsibility for this woman mm. because because you a man. That's what my dad taught me. But to see her, but you know, but just to kind of, you know, take a take a stance to where, you know, she took she took me out. And mm-hmm. and uh, and and did something for me to make me feel better. I was like, bruh, you know, I it, it may not happen often. I may not allow it to happen often, but it sure feel good. <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. Feel good. Because she's Thank always you, trying man. to do right. She's always trying to do nice gestures and everything. But I, well, like, she's a giver. Yeah, she's a giver. And, and I mm-hmm. have to. I'd be like, no, nah, baby, I got it. And she's like, well, you always doing stuff, but you always Aww. paper stuff. And I'm like, that's my job. But. She she makes it a point to do things and do nice gestures to let me know that hey, I got you the same way you got me. So so My I God. appreciate it. I do. I appreciate it. Yeah. And Stephanie, why was that important to minister Mark to Mark on that day? I mean, I know that you know we have been talking about going out, and as he said, you know, most times when we go out. He's always, you know, the person paying. He's always, you know, he he's a giver himself, like big time. It's, you know, right after we got into this relationship, I mean, he just, he, you know, he gives, he gives of himself, he gives of his time, not just to, you know, the people that he loves, but just his community and does a lot of outreach things and, and you know, um, helps with youth. And so I, I, I see his heart. And a lot of times I think, especially in the culture of today. Um, and of course I'm a woman, so I, I'm, you know, I, I love women. I celebrate when I honor women, but we're living in a culture where it's like women, we kind of have this mindset or some that is all about what a man can do for us, what he can do for us mm-hmm. as if they're not human, as if they don't have a heart, if they don't have hard days, if they don't have, you know, feelings and things of that sort. It's, it's about give me, give me, give me, and you know, what you can do for me. And we sometimes can negate that, you know, they don't always have the best day. They may have had a rough work day. And so they're human too. And they need to feel that love and that acceptance and that appreciation, you know, as, 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 you know, his woman, I should be a safe space. I should be a place of peace. Um, he should be able to come and find, you know, safety or whatever um, in my presence and things of that sort. And so I just felt like, you know, that would be important. That was necessary in that moment um, just to lift up his spirits and, you know, just to enjoy, have him, give him the opportunity to enjoy himself and give and pour back into him. It's, you know, it's nothing wrong. And I think sometimes it's like, no, you know, you don't, you don't give to a man, but I think when a man has truly shown you that he's invested and he's given up his time, Absolutely. he's sacrificed, I don't think it's anything wrong, me personally. So, you know, at times pour back into them. And like he said, he Absolutely. doesn't allow me to do it often because like I said, he's, <laughs> he's a gentleman. He's always like, no, I got it, things of that sort. And so even if it's not paying for a date or whatever, if I can do a gesture, like I said, cook a meal or something, you know, um, to show him that he's valued and he's appreciated, you know, I feel like it's, you know, it's my right. It's my, as he say all the time, oftentimes it's my reasonable service. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love the fact that you guys um, have the public acknowledgement and respect for each other. It's so beautiful but it's also needed because you don't see a lot of couples that really really love each other that 
can still have fun they can still laugh that but while they're still building their relationship so guys I, I salute you I think it's beautiful now what do you guys feel about what are your views about premarital counseling it's interesting um we again we were just having this conversation um last night I I personally feel like it, it can be a benefit. Um, it just depends on, and as being a Christian and a believer, you have to be wise about the type of counseling that you receive and who you go to for the counseling. Um, I don't oppose it um, because I think, again, and as Mark was saying earlier, you know, every relationship is different. It's not a cookie cutter situation. Um, and people can give you their insight based upon, based on their perspective and what they've experienced in their relationship but again, you're dealing with two different people or, you know, if it's one individual that's giving you the counseling, you know, someone else that's totally different. Um, while I do think that you can get uh, wisdom and insight from others, it's just, it's nuggets that you can take and put in your toolbox or, you know, tools that you can put in your toolbox and utilize as needed. Um, but ultimately, it's going to take you and your per your person you know, communicating, walking out the process, um, understanding, you know, being willing to understand each other, being transparent, vulnerable, all of those things, because you can get all the counsel in the world, but if you don't apply anything, or if you're not willing to listen to each other um, or work towards trying to have a healthy relationship, it doesn't, you know, it does you no good. So um, I don't oppose premarital counseling. Um, you know, he and I have talked about it and, you know, I've, I've said that, you know, we're going to be very, you know, um, discerning and, and wise and prayerful about who we, who we decide to go uh, to when that time comes. But um, I, I think, you know, it can, it can be a resource. I'll put it that way. I think it can be a helpful resource. It's just depending on how you utilize it. Well, um, <laughs> I, I, I've always felt that marriage is on-the-job training. It's learn as you go. That's that's how I view marriage. It's like you get into it. Ain't nothing nobody can tell me from day one that's just going to ensure that my marriage is going to be successful. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think it's just it's just on-the-job training. You know, you you still learning each other. You still, cause this is gonna be your first time really living with each other and stuff like that. And your your the two lives are really gonna be intertwined. So that's mm -hmm. just that's. I don't think no amount of counseling is just gonna prepare you for that. You just gonna have to get in there and figure it out. Now, I'm not. Now let me just say, I'm not opposed to marital counseling. And I told her that. I said, if you want to do it, we can do it. I ain't got no issue. But I just know at at this juncture in life. In our 40s, I mean, who gonna really be, you know, tell us something? We we good and grown. And, and we are capable, we're more than capable of making our own decisions and and and, and being rational about our decisions. But we but we can do it though, right? So, and I told her, I said, and the thing is, I you know, married, I don't want to take uh marital counseling from somebody who's been married 40, 50 years. Although we look at that and be like, like my parents been married, it'll be 55 years next month they've been married. I said, I don't want to take marital counseling from, from my dad. And she was like, why not? They've been married, that's a long time, 55 years. I said, yeah, but you got to understand from a social aspect, I said, you know, marriage looks different back in 1969 than it does in 2024. 
people got married for different reasons back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, black folk were not as prominent back then as we are now. Women were not as prominent back then as they are now. So the landscape has changed, you know? So, and if I take marital advice from somebody who's been married 50 years, they're going to give me their perspective over the last 50 years, and it may or may not apply to what's going on right now. Now, for instance, just for example, I'm going to make this real quick. <clears throat> for example, no, you're fine. I was talking to, uh, I have an adoptive grandmother, uh, uh, Mother Joanne Davis, who I call Nana. I love her to death. And uh, she, I was talking to her uh, Sunday night, and she, said, she says, uh, one thing about it, she was like, never stop talking to each other. She's like, no matter what, if y'all, if y'all get upset at each other, she said, always talk about it. Don't, don't, you know, don't sit in silence. Now, don't embarrass each other, you know, in front of folks. But when y'all, when y'all get alone or y'all get in the car, when y'all get back home, discuss what it was that you didn't like or, 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 or whatever. Always keep talking. Now, that type of advice, yeah, you can apply that to every relationship. But there's some things that you know somebody who's been married for 40 50 years you can tell me it may not be applicable so i just told her i said that's why i'm kind of on the fence about premarital counseling now if we go to somebody who's been married in the within the last 10 years yeah we can do that because that's relevant you know i listen to them but uh but you know but like you said we just got to be mindful of who we taking advice from you know what i'm saying yeah and i think you know i'm going to be very transparent i think um stephanie said it well you have to be very very discerning right um because sometimes people will try to you know tell you what they would do if they were you but we still have to do things according to scripture now for me um i wish i had a win to marriage counseling um in my last marriage because i got married um, <laughs> I got divorced <laughs> and it was a quick work you know what I'm saying and I too felt like man I'm 50 plus I mean been there done that you know you say I do I say I do we do and we keep it moving that was the attitude that I had and I I personally this is just from my experience because as we stated earlier everybody different Right. But I personally, because there's safety in the multitude of counsel, because even though I'm 50, right. I didn't know everything. And I wish I had a. And and I think like like Stephanie said earlier, you have to still be discerning. And I'm sure by you guys being in ministry, by you guys being PK kids, you guys have seen a lot. And Yo. a lot of things you probably <laughs> don't want to see no more. <laughs> Yo, so I understand yeah. that. But from a perspective of me recently been there, done that, and I'm like, oh, God, the mistakes that I could have avoided had I had listened to somebody of that was mature, somebody in, in you know, in I mean, really, really got my best interest at heart, really, because you can't just go to anybody. You just can't let anybody speak into your life. Right, but right. if God lays on your heart, to you know man this person is cool this person I, I love their life I love their walk with Christ I can really respect and receive what they what they can share you know they got experience with I ain't gonna turn it down I mean, that's just me I ain't oh, gonna turn know. it down I'm, no, because I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm you know I'm, I'm gonna be very honest because it would have saved me so much heartache Stephanie gave me a gift and I'm like girl I can't even receive this because we finna we filing for it you know who want to go through that? Right, right. Who want to go through that? 
So for me, when I say I do again, I'm going to make sure that what I see is what I feel is what I see is of God. <laughs> and then I'm going <laughs> and then I'm going to get people who I respect. I mean, really, 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 really respect. I ain't talking about, you know, auntie them and, you know, they're going right, to have their right, opinions right. and that's fine. I'm talking about somebody who I really respect in the spirit realm so they can discern as well because I, I probably miss some stuff. Love make you miss some stuff. <laughs> but when you really love God and when you, I'm like, baby, I want everybody that, that know my next one. Okay, what you what you, what you saying? You praying? Okay, go to counseling. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to counseling. That's just CC 29 and 11. That ain't scripture. That's just, just me. Because Stephanie know a little bit about some of the things that, and if I had, I had went to counseling, I believe that a lot of these things could have been avoided, but that's just me. Because every couple is different. Yeah. And every couple, you know, um, when you guys come into agreement, that's what's important. But you make sure that that is what God is leading you both to do. Amen and amen. amen. Now, yeah, I'm, I rock with you. I'm, I'm, I'm you rocking you with right them, Mark. I rock with you. I'm with you when you're right. You know, like I said, I just, you know, and, and and like I said, we probably are going to do premarital counseling. I mean, I, I I think that's just the right thing to do too. But yeah. I just wasn't I mean, like. You, I, yeah. don't get me wrong. I feel you because because that's where I was. But I'm just saying for somebody that actually didn't get it, you know, somebody <laughs> right. could have seen something that right. I didn't see that I wasn't paying attention to that I could have been on the lookout for. You know right. what I'm saying? And 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 in all our getting, we have to get an understanding and we got to get wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, if you're good to me now, you're gonna be good to me through counseling, and it'll be it'll be still be good. You know what I'm saying? Because right. can't nobody shape what you guys already have. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. But anywho, now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I felt delivered. Anyway. <laughs> so come on, then. You, you didn't know you were going to get your breakthrough tonight. Look, look ahead, look ahead. Come on. <laughs> so, Stephanie, a lot of women, you know, they're waiting for God to send them their Boaz. And one of the things that I know about you is that you have sold so many seeds. I've seen you catching bouquets on video. You definitely <laughs> sold into my life. How about that? And <laughs> what advice? Would you give the ladies who are waiting for their Boaz? Can you share your story um, about your, your your waiting story where you was waiting for Mark and you was praying for Mark and then you got this one and you're like, oh, uh-uh. And then share with us your waiting story. Yeah. So <laughs> my journey has been quite extensive. <laughs> uh, you know, I started <laughs> I started off in ministry as a very at a very young age. Um around about 11, 12ish uh is when it was kind of pronounced or seen um through my leaders at the time that you know the hand of God was on me for ministry purpose. And so of course that in itself is a whole dynamic and a journey because you know you're you're going through your adolescent stage you're going through your puberty stage you're trying to figure out who you are but at the same time there's this this mature call on you but you're still at an immature stage just you know in your humanness and so trying to navigate that um, but people have an expectation of you to be an adult before before you are an actual adult. And so you're trying to walk in this level of maturity that you have not 
not truly been processed through. Um, and so all throughout my teenage years, um, I, you know, I had a little boyfriend, church boyfriend, but it was, you know, we, we couldn't do nothing. My parents, we, we went to prom and stuff. My parents drove us to prom. You know, I went through those types of experiences. I was very, <laughs> I was very sheltered. And, I, and, and, and my parents and those who, um, who cared about me, the evangelists and things of that sort that was around me, they meant it for my good. And I appreciate my journey. Now looking back, um, in retrospect, I appreciate my journey and I would not take anything for it. Um, I think it was, it was just, it was just, it's my journey and it's, um, it speaks to my truth and it was what was necessary for me to be who I am today. So I do not regret it. But in those moments I did, because it's like, oh, I can't be a normal a teenager. I can't be on a normal, you know, 20 year old. And I had my levels of dating. I, you know, I started this job and <laughs> the devil knows how, I, I won't even say the devil knows how to really do it, but he, but he can. Um, and you know, that's kind of when things kind of start kind of unraveling for me in a sense. And, and I shouldn't even say unraveling. It's just life experiences. And, um, you know, I did start dating, um, you know, from that. And I wouldn't say, I can honestly say that I did, I have not had, you know, I don't have terrible stories about my dating life. Um, I think God still graced me even in my moments of error in the choices that I made in certain, you know, individuals that I chose to date. But God was so gracious to me that these young men, even though they weren't in the church like me, you know, whatever the case may be, um, still had a level of respect that, you know, things did not get so out of hand. And so um, even in that, you know, I'm very appreciative that God, you know, sustained me. I don't have a long dating history, things of that sort, but just in what I did experience, I did learn that it's best to wait on God. Like a lot of times we do, and, and we sometimes can get, the, the voices of people can become so loud in our ears because I was, by that time I was like in my late twenties and I had never really been in a real deal relationship. If I be honest, I had never really like been, you know, other than a little puppy love, I had never really had an adult uh, relationship, you know, knowing what it was like to, you know, be in a relationship with the man. And right. so it was a lot of, uh, I had a lot of book knowledge. I had a lot of knowledge, you know, that my parents instilled in me. But you know, sometimes you can still be green about some things until oh, you walk, yeah, until you walk through that process and that journey. And so, um, for me, I learned that you know it's best to wait on God. I remember one time, literally, I was getting up at five a.m. prayer and. It was like I came back in my room. I had went downstairs um, for the prayer, and I came back in my room, and it was like this, this. I'll never forget it. Like this, this. I mean, room. My room was full of like this cloudy smoke, and mm. I was like, I'm like, okay, I know I'm not tripping. I'm blinking my eyes, and at the time, I was in you know this relationship, and I'm blinking my eyes, and I'm like, I know I'm not crazy, and all of, and it was like out of nowhere, I saw this traffic light. It was like a caution, that yellow light, you know, basically like, yeah, yield. And it was God letting me know, like, you know, this this isn't it. And like I said, I don't I don't bash any um you know guy that I dated because 
all of them were good guys. They just weren't the guy for me. And so I would tell any woman out there, I know it's so it sounds so cliche and people say it all the time, you know, but it's really true. You have to really rely on God. You have to really um, be intentional about seeking God and getting in a place of stillness. Because sometimes we're so busy trying to, you know, I, I've been there where everywhere I went, you know, I had to go to a ministry engagement. I'm looking, okay, Lord, is he in here? Because, you know, you get to a certain age, you feel like your, your clock is ticking and people are yeah. in your ear and, you know, they're wondering like, you know, especially in this day and time, okay, do she even like me? You know, just being real because they're so used to you being by yourself or in a company of women. And it's like, no, that's not the case. It's just, I have not connected with that person for me. And sometimes understanding too, that you know what we what we think we want or you know what we're looking for it it may not always be what we need god knows exactly what we need and he knows how to package it he knows the person and so i would say you have to be intentional about not settling um and that doesn't that doesn't that's not necessarily um just speaking to looks and things like that of course everybody have preferences and everybody have that but you have to just really be intentional about hearing god and not selling for someone who doesn't have the same, you know, similar morals, values, and, and, and things of that sort, because it's just gonna be disastrous. And it just at the end of the day, it won't it won't work. <laughs> so yeah. Amen. Amen. So tell us about you guys Facebook Live podcast. That's exciting. I'm gonna have to tune in. Do you guys <laughs> still are you guys still doing the Facebook Live? We are actually, so we took a little hiatus just for the holiday okay. season and things of that sort. And life, life just been life in, in, in a good way, but it got busy because we have, it's four of us on the show. Mm. And so, you know, everybody's busy, five. five. And so, um, you know, we, we took a little break, but we're actually getting ready to restart um, next Tuesday, uh, right before Valentine's Day. We thought that would be a, a good time to set way back into the show. And so we're excited about it. So tell us a little bit about it. What is what is your show about? What is the podcast about? <laughs> well, the name of the podcast is uh, Candid Conversations from the Single Place with uh, Okay with, now. With okay. Stephanie okay. Renee. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we just we have uh, candid conversations about everything uh, from being a young Christian single and everything okay. and we and like I said we don't try to sugarcoat anything like that because we understand just because you're a Christian that don't mean you don't face some of the same uh dating dilemmas as an unbeliever you know right. matter, matter of fact your 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 dating uh, uh journey may be a little more convoluted you know what yeah. I'm saying? because as a believer you do have certain standards that you have to uphold and you do have certain morals and values that you have to operate by so and and it's hard to find somebody who will, will be on the same level as you you know and mm-hmm. even and even if y'all in church together mm-hmm. it's still hard to find somebody who's gonna be on the same level as you the last the the last two young ladies that i dated before i started dating stephanie they was both in church they were both good women i mean you know what i'm saying but Mm-hmm. I, but you know, and nothing bad about them. I can't say nothing bad about them. They were good women, but they just did not align with the trajectory of where my life was headed. Mm-hmm. You know, they just didn't. And so um, we we were they were Christians, but they had a different theology than 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 I did. Mm-hmm. 
My God. You know, mm. right. They, they had a totally different theology. And then they had different political views. And then they had different uh, viewpoints about parenting and, 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 and yeah you got to collect that data you gotta exactly collect the data. <laughs> right you got you got to collect that data and you like and you have mm-hmm. to ask yourself okay is this something that i can live with right and mm-hmm. so and you and you got to make that hard decision you got to think okay yeah we feeling each other right now but in the long run is this going to come back to be a problem so, it would right so <laughs> i had i had to just kind of stand up you know well what i did was and i told steph this one thing about it, when I pray sincerely, God got a way of answering my prayer. Mm. And so with those last two situations, once I saw the writing on the wall about, you know, where this where this relationship was headed, I said, Lord, you know what? I'm I, I don't think this is gonna be it. I said, I have a hard time hurting people's feelings and being <laughs> and being direct like that. I said, Lord, I need you to give me an out. You you make a way, give me an out. And I prayed that. And every time I prayed, give me an out, he always gave me an out to where it was, it was like what you say, a quick work. Quick yeah, work. It was a quick work, and I was up out of there. Quick work. Yeah. Quick work. Yeah. Give God praise. We give God praise. <laughs> Once you guys right. get these dates as far as when your next podcast is gonna be, let me know and I could definitely share it with the one life listeners here because I want everybody to support what you guys have going on. It has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I got a new brother, Mr. Mark Fortson. I, I got a new brother. Get at me. So, get at me. I'm going yeah. to be borrowing some money from you real soon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> we family now. We family. <laughs> Y'all, it has been fun having you both on the show. You guys are always welcome here. Special thanks again to Mr. Mark Fortson and my girl, Miss Stephanie Marie. I'm going to call you Stephanie Marie. And my girl, Miss Stephanie Renee, I'm so happy to have you guys on the show. Now that's going to do it for us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Let me know how you guys enjoyed the show on Spotify. And until next time, y'all, ciao, fellas.